everyone to MCU Rewatch, your path to Avengers Endgame. I am your host, Mark Turcotte, and joining me here for this Captain Marvel spoiler cast, Paris Lilly. Paris, what's up, man? You know, I'm very happy with the box office of Captain Marvel for this first weekend. Yes. The number one female-led movie of all time. Woo! Upset. Yep. And of course, joining us as always, Swain. Swain, what's up, man? Ah, man, I I am still riding high off of this movie. We saw it again today, uh, and probably, like, I I could foresee two more viewings before it (laughs) it leaves the box office, so. Nice. Well, Swain, you said we, and I'll let let you introduce our very first guest ever on MCU (laughs) Rewatch. I'll let you introduce her. Who do we got? Yeah, I I sprung it on everyone here because I felt like we needed a little uh, woman's touch so estrogen (laughs) (laughs) i brought my wife kelly uh, along with me tonight and uh she is just as big a marvel fan as me so uh welcome to the show thank you i'm very excited yeah glad to have you talk about captain marvel yeah because you are a big captain marvel fan right i'm a very very big captain marvel fan awesome All right. Well, everybody, obviously, like we said, we are talking about Captain Marvel this week, and I am going to warn everybody right now. Oh, spoilers. This is the spoiler <laughs> yeah. cast slash review. So we are covering everything with Captain Marvel. So if you were looking for just a quick little hot take, this is not the place. I mean, I don't even know if we're going to do that. Yeah, I mean, if I you're guess looking for Ultron, that's next week. Yeah. Yeah. It's we all are Captain here, Marvel. Captain Marvel this week. So if you've not seen the movie yet or you do not want anything spoiled, turn it off. Come back once you've seen it. Obviously, we got Endgame you, coming up in about a month. What are you doing half. right now? Like, what are you doing, right? What shouldn't you be at the movies? <laughs> or you listen to a podcast. If you yeah. listen to a podcast dedicated to the MCU, you yeah, you should have seen Captain Marvel by the time you're listening to this. Uh, but all right, well, let's jump in, guys. Where do we want to start? You know, I want to start with you, Kelly. Okay. Overall, the topical, like, what did you just think of the movie? Kind of overall, overall impressions. I really adored it. Um, and weirdly enough, I liked it more the second time I saw it, which I think the first time I saw it, I was like focused on certain things because I had like just read the Margaret Stahl um, issues of like her new origin story. And I'm in the middle of, um, oh God, I can't remember her name, but then the most recent stuff. So I was curious to see like if anything from those most recent issues would be in the movie. And then when I saw it again today, the second time I've seen it, it was just like, I was just excited. So like I had an even better time the second time I've seen it. So I'm very happy with it. Awesome. What about you, Swain? Uh, right, right there with you. I, I feel like I came into the first one just like super hyped on just the new Marvel movie in general, just like, completely over the moon so that like i would i would say i didn't get to thoroughly enjoy all of the moments and the small little details the first time around and it was like we're just here like experiencing a brand new marvel movie i want it all like just like smiles the whole time and this time around it was like okay yeah let me just like some of those small details i may have overlooked or just little nods to other parts of the story that was like, okay, I'll soak those in this time. Yeah. What about you, Paris? You know, I, I went into it not knowing what to expect. And, and, and now that we have our resident expert here with the <laughs> comics, it really helps because I, I wasn't a big Captain Marvel, I won't say fan or anything. I just, I never read the comics. I was aware of the characters, aware of the iterations going in Miss Marvel and all that stuff, but I never deep dived into it. I'm kind of like you, Mark. I really, my only real exposure to Captain Marvel is through Civil War um, in the comics. And so coming to this movie, I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, there was the whole fervor, whatever you want to call it, with angry people online, <laughs> review bombing it and all that kind of stuff. But I told myself, you know, I wasn't going to listen to anything. I just wanted to go into it with a clear mind and just judge it for what it is. And, you know, I, I was pleasantly surprised by it in, in the sense that, you know, I felt like this was almost a throwback to phase one, especially with us rewatching this. That was very oh, yeah, fresh in my mind. Man. Yeah. This definitely felt like a throwback to the phase one of the origin yeah. stories, but it had a nice twist to it. Plus the fact that we're 
are we 20 movies deep now, 21, whatever it is, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you, you kind of know the history and the fact that this really worked on the level of not only being a Carol Danvers origin story, but it was also an origin story for Nick Fury. It was also the start of Coulson. And we got more backstory with the Tesseract oh, and to kind of see how it was used as well. Yeah. So I, I loved yep. it. I don't think you're seeing the end of Ronin. No, no, no. Well, I remember we talked. Remember yeah. we talked. Uh, was it last week when we talked about Guardian? Or in the last episode, we talked about Guardians, and we were saying, "Oh, we're probably going to get all this backstory on Ronan." <laughs> we really didn't. But where no. she ends Had up at the end snack. of this movie, we're going to get more Ronan definitely coming up. I'm sure in the next film, if not even t- the next two films. I think that's really going to be building his story. And, you know, and, kind of the the battle between them and the in the uh, scrolls for sure. And can we pause on that for just a second with Ronan since we're talking about it? So to be and, and you guys have seen it twice, so maybe you're even more clear than I am. In this movie, it's it, it's stated that there are multiple accusers, right? Yeah. But by the time we get to Guardians, he's the only accuser he's left. The accuser, yeah. 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 So, so so I think that plays into you know whatever Carol's out there they, doing in between. They really hint at like. Uh... The accusers kind of being this like uh, s- almost like a secret, like not necessarily like out in the open, but like the Star Force is like uh, the spies and the accusers are like the hammer that like comes down on everyone. Like and you could see it from that like first bombing of what was the planet like uh, oh, Torfa. Yeah, the amb- like when they go to Torfa in the the very beginning, they end up with this like oh yeah, he's always been this like really like offensive and like uh, ask no questions like let's just bomb everyone type mm-hmm. of person. So right. um, I think going forward, like there's going to be a moment where obviously Carol Danvers goes and like pretty much puts the like puts everyone like at ease is like oh the scrolls aren't bad and then he becomes the terrorist we see in guardians because he's the last one that still thinks that way yeah well you know i i wondered and this is just kind of going into i guess even you know we're talking about him being the terrorist at that point one of the big things i think that come out of this movie is when you look at the scrolls in the marvel universe the comics they're usually the big bad, the bad villains. Guys. And so this completely flipped it on its head. But you almost wonder, like, with him being the bad in Guardians of the Galaxy, were they kind of projecting that to us already ahead of time? And where everybody went into this thinking everybody's that... Everybody's just overlooking it. <laughs> yeah, everybody just totally overlooked it, right? But in the same sense, though, because I remember you asking the question, uh, Paris, on the last episode, like, he's here because of the treaty. But, like, Why? Like, why is he mad at this Cree peace treaty? Like, why is he suddenly right. here, here to, you know, destroy this planet and Guardians? And, you know, we don't know. I hope we get to see more of that. And, you know, I, I wonder, is Marvel maybe setting it up where the Skrulls, we're all going to be sympathetic towards them and everything's going to be great and Carol's going to help them find this nice planet to set up and then everything's going to be turned on its head. And that's because, uh, I mean, everybody thought Secret Invasion was going to be the next phase, essentially, right? And now, the way it's set up... Maybe that, not kind of thrown out the window, right? I mean, I would yeah. think. Yeah, but 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 they've also set it up and like you said, this is definitely not the final time we're going to see Ronan. We have virtually a 20-year gap of story that is told in the yeah. cosmic side that she's going to be our gateway into that. You know what I mean? With the Nova Corps. I mean, we, all, all that stuff starts to come into play. You know, we we basically saw the back end of it with the Guardians and obviously Thanos. So it, it, it's 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 strange because we don't know. I shouldn't say strange, but we don't even know. Has Carol encountered Thanos during all this time? Does she know who Thanos is? Is yeah. she aware of other Infinity? So I mean, there, there's all these other stories that they'll be able to tell during that time period that she she will be the face of. You know what yeah. I mean? So. Like I said, I'm I'm pretty excited to to see what they can do with all that. Yeah. Let's back it up a little bit, I guess, and just talk about I guess just Brie Larson playing. Captain Marvel. And I want to throw it to you, Kelly. What do you think of just her portrayal, especially being a fan of the comics? What do you think of just the way she portrays that character and kind of steps into those shoes? I think she definitely does a really good job in in the movie because obviously she's she's just an amazing actress. But I think she really embodies that like sassiness and that really like Mm -hmm. sarcastic 
Like, you don't kind of know how to take what she's saying. Almost joyous. Like, she's, like, oh, enjoying yeah. the entire <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But even in her real life, she's, like, a pretty outspoken person. And, like, even just, like, watching interviews with her talking about Captain Marvel, like, she is Captain Marvel. And it's, yeah, I'm yeah. such a fan. Well, you saw what she did this weekend, right? What she did with, 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 with the tracksuit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She oh, was great. That, that was so dope. <laughs> I, want I, was that like, I was like, I want it so bad. When the, those Adidas, too. I, I just I've want never them. wanted a juicy couture <laughs> yeah. uh, tracksuit, but I do now. Yeah. yeah, for those that I didn't see, she actually went to a movie theater wearing like the Captain Marvel tracksuit and the Adidas shoes and just what went into theaters. She was selling yeah. popcorn. She was talking to the audiences. <laughs> and did you see the one picture of her walking down the hallway? And there was a sign of like Aquaman behind her. Yes. And somebody said, like, could you imagine being in that Aquaman, you know, theater right now? Not probably knowing. three people watching that movie at this point and not knowing literally Captain Marvel is in the hallway right now. Yeah. Crazy. She's just like she's a down ass chick and I love her so much. <laughs> yeah. She uh, she's like, I don't know. I, I think she's she's gone above and beyond almost in the same way we've seen uh Robert Downey Jr. go above and beyond yes. to be like encapsulate Tony Stark yeah. and the way he carried <clears throat> the first, you know, 20 movies and the Avengers on his back and brought it to life. And I think we're seeing in her like, oh, I'm going to like, this is my like, this is what I got to do now. And I got to be the the new face. And you can see it a lot in Marvel's like the way Marvel was going forward with this they were like yeah she might be the like the next thing well, well and I, I heard this like thing um i don't know if it was a review of the movie or just people talking but it was like someone who did not like brie larson said that they couldn't picture anyone besides robert downey jr playing iron man and they couldn't picture anyone besides chris hemsworth playing thor but they could picture other people playing captain marvel and i wish i could have like spoke to that person directly and been like, who? Yeah, who else? Who yeah. else could have played her? Like I can't think of it. I can't think of anyone. Like hmm. maybe Scarlett Johansson, but she spoke. <laughs> yeah, she's taken. already taken. She's yeah. taken. But you 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 brought up a great point earlier, Swain, like when you talked about Robert Downey Jr. embracing like like he is Tony Stark. He is Iron Man. He does charities, all that where he hey, totally embraces funny. the role. You know, and 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 I look at what Brie Larson, because there's a huge responsibility with her being Captain Marvel, because look, let's just be honest here. She's, she's the face of, of, of female superheroes. Her and Wonder Woman are, are really yeah. the only two, like these super powered, you know, superheroes that, that, you know, little girls are going to look up to and they're going to want to emulate. Right. And obviously a year ago, and I know we'll talk about Black Panther down the road, but the same thing with like Chadwick Boseman as mm -hmm. well. You, yeah, you know, it works because even when the camera is off and he's just at a ceremony or whatever and people are doing the Wakanda forever to him, he embraces it. He's like, oh, God, these nerds. I just, <laughs> I just, I just give him my check. It's like, no, he understands the responsibility of it. And like I said, when you saw her this weekend in the tracksuit going into theaters and then you just see how like my kids, my daughters, they looked at her yep. and they loved her. And it was like, wow one of us is a superhero and she's the most powerful of all the superheroes, you know, that kind of thing. So it's great to see that she gets it, you know what I mean? And yeah. she gets it not only for the hero part, but also just empowering women and just, I don't know people, the whole political controversy or whatever, but there was power in the things that she was saying leading up to the movie. Mm -hmm. And it was the truth. Just like the scene that was in the movie, it was like, Hey honey, smile. You know, I, I know women hear that all the time, you know, and the fact that they put that was, in the movie and in acknowledged movement, it was great. I was like, oh, no, she's going to do a murder. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wanted her to do a murder. Yeah. She just takes a motorcycle. It's awesome. Yeah, Paris, my daughter was beside herself, too, man. Like, we walked out of that theater and she was just like, Captain Marvel is amazing. I love Captain Marvel. <laughs> that makes me so happy. But, I mean, let's, let's talk about her just in general. Because when you look at all the heroes we have in the MCU right now, and, I mean, we kept hearing how she is going to be the most powerful, the strongest – we don't Shame really, she left for 20 years. <laughs> I mean, we don't really have any other character like her, right? I mean, the, the closest thing I could think of. I mean, I guess maybe you could throw Doctor Strange in because he can, you know, just kind of the way he, he uh, 
He's able to manipulate, you know, dimensions and that. I mean, the Hulk is extremely strong, but right from the get-go in this movie, she's shooting plasma bolts out of her hand. That is terrifying, if you think about it, compared to the other. <laughs> right. like, Tony Stark, it's great. You can shoot your missiles, and you can shoot your bullets, and shoot yeah. your blasts, but that's coming out of your suit. And when we when we, we separate you from your suit, you got nothing. Like this, We talked about this earlier. We, we had a, like a full-on conversation. Up. Like, what's the power level currently in the MCU? And it was like, she's obviously at the top, and she, this is like 20 years in the past. Like, who knows where she's at? now currently when it comes yeah. to endgame but like i could only think me like thor currently yeah, like thor has maybe, yeah. reached a point where he's like odin odin's dead and he's taken on a lot of that power odin, he's him. learned to be past the weapon he's no longer just mjolnir um and i don't know the th- the hulk got slapped around at the beginning of <laughs> he the did beginning. man um yeah so i think there's a little bit of like he's not reaching that like hulk gets his power from all his rage so like there's like if he's not as angry all the time anymore and he leans more into that like professor hulk thing then we might have like some sort of cap there but i'm not really seeing anyone else that reaches this sort of level like like you said maybe maybe dr strange but he got dusted so yeah hmm too bad well, we uh too watching bad the um first avengers like, you kind of see her strengths, like, you know, a singular strength of hers in other characters oh, yeah, yeah. in the MCU. Like, we, when we rewatched the first Avengers... We watched we saw... Avengers tonight. We didn't even need to, like, rewatch something else. <laughs> we, watched, we watched that and Captain Marvel today. Yeah, so... But there was, like, a scene where um, Tony goes straight through one of the um what are they called the alien ships and i was like oh shit it's like what yeah. captain marvel did only she didn't need to be in a suit yeah. um she literally it, becomes a flying missile at the end of this movie yes. she is just yep. tearing through everything yeah. and she's confident when she's doing it you know a lot of a lot of the uh, heroes we see at some point you know they're doing things like this but they don't really know what they're doing and they're just reckless she is pinpoint precision through the ship like she stops looks at it and just fires herself right through it and one of my favorite scenes of the movie is right at the end when she goes and kind of hovers right in front of ronan and oh. she just puts her fist together like that and just so good sits there and so then he's good. just like the sound yeah, in that moment go. though that's yeah. that the sound of that was just like mm-hmm. like chef's kiss oh, so yes. good man uh let's okay. talk about sam jackson a little bit in this and i think nick fury we got to bring it back to that which you know i gotta say um you know being a star wars fan and when we saw Tarkin <laughs> and all that tech back in Rogue One, it looked good, but you could still tell just a little bit. Here right. we are now, really two years after that tech, you know, was being implemented. It was incredible. Like Samuel Jackson in this movie, I was purposely trying to look, try to find <laughs> Same. seams in the Same face. Here. His mouth a little bit, you could see it. But I mean, within five minutes, you weren't even thinking about it anymore. I mean, this technology is incredible, guys. And I was actually talking to somebody today, and it's like we hear, you know, maybe Chris Evans and and Robert Downey are leaving. Do they need to? Like, can't they continue to make movies and have somebody? <laughs> yeah, just put a couple of green green dots Seriously, on their face and just exactly. de-age them ten, I mean, ten years. Chris Evans is going to be Captain America for the next fifty years because all they got to do is have some guy be like their Chris Evans, well, and it's him in the movie. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Well, unfortunately for uh, Chris Evans, which is part of the reason why he doesn't want to do it anymore, is the diet and the and the shape that he has to stay in to be Captain America. Well, that's freaking brutal. So I'm saying he that... just has to sell his likeness, Paris. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't I, think I, they can CGI. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I remember when when Tarkin when that happened, people said like yeah. theoretically. Tom Cruise could could license his likeness for 50 years and they can make Mission Impossible movies for the next 50 years. And it's some guy. I mean, and we're reaching it, on. man. This this is funny now, but like that might be a conversation. Dude, when in, I saw, like, a when I saw will, this movie, it's a reality. Yeah. Like, how, why, why couldn't they do that? Like, they prove they can take a character, de-age him 20 years and make it basically uncanny. And they did it. I mean, man, well, I mean, we'll crazy. see. We'll see. I, I fully support chris evans being captain america for <laughs> till the end of time but that might not just be uh feasible well yeah. even colson looked damn good too looked good right like colson looks so good 
But I mean, let's talk about I guess just Nick Fury in this movie. I mean, his his introduction, you know, when him and Coulson they come up to uh, to Carol or you know Captain Marvel that first time. That scene I just thought was great. You know, he's just trying to be the cop, trying to question her, and then when all the all the shit basically hits the fan at that point, um, I thought it was just great seeing this young Nick Fury just in awe of all these things happening around him. There was, there is the question though. I know like when he when the aliens attack in Avengers, and I saw some criticism about this. He, he kind of acts a little bit surprised like he he knows there's some some other things out there and in this movie he sees some stuff I mean he sees a cat with giant tentacles coming out of its face he sees all these things but then in Avengers it's just kind of like you know like I don't know what do you guys think of that that it, is there kind of like a break in the timeline there at that point we just gotta roll with it yeah I mean you gotta roll with it a little but I to be fair he never saw an actual full-on invasion in onto the planet. True. Everything that he saw was in space. So maybe seeing a hole open up above <laughs> New York and all these aliens come in, that would be a little yeah. surprising to him. But, you know, hey, again, we, we, we know this stuff got retconned. That, you know, I think they did a good – I was who I forget who I was just talking to about this, but they didn't touch a lot on the Earth stuff to really muck up the timeline. They, they touched on it just enough to say, you know what, that could have happened. Okay, I, I, I can roll with that. Because like you said, obviously they had no idea that Carol Danvers was going to you know, <laughs> show up in 1995 when they did Iron Man 1. But um, I, I think they did a good enough job of the red conning. There's, there's for sure some things, like, we, like I said, <clears throat> we just rewatched Avengers tonight. And there's some things that like I'm like, honing in on it and i'm like mm, mm, what 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 could be here like trying to put together the very small threads to bring it back to captain marvel and be like how could fury be reacting to this and like what he knows like having known that he knows at this point is like wh- how is he reacting to what's happening and i mean there's parts of it that i'm like okay they're dealing with using the Tesseract for weapons at that point. And it's like, you just like, they didn't use it all that well for all those years, even knowing that she was the source of it. Yeah. Like the the power behind the Tesseract. And I don't know. There there's, we're just probably going to have to go forward and just be like, okay, well, you know, this happened and you, you yeah. could argue. You could argue, though. Oh, yes, I love. I love this. Give it to me. Yeah, you could <laughs> argue that. Okay, so 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 to kind of back up the whole history of the Tesseract. Uh, look, I, I called it as soon as they said Project. Pe- I go, it's the Tesseract. It's gonna be the Tesseract. I knew, <laughs> I knew it like immediately. But if if you go back through the history of it, everything with the timeline actually makes sense. Howard Stark found it back in the '40s, looking for Cap. They had it that entire time. They didn't have anyone. Even Howard Stark studied it. You know, that basically gave him the idea for the arc reactor, all that stuff, right? Fine. But they could never fully tap into its potential, right? So then Marvell Lawson comes along, obviously infiltrates into Shield, becomes a part of Project Pegasus. She actually finds a use for it and is creating this light, light speed engine. They let her go do her work with it. She takes it to her lab. Obviously, the events of Captain Marvel happen. Fury gets it back. Fury rises through the ranks, becomes becomes the head of Shield. They bring it back into Project Pegasus. He's obviously starting to tr- start the Avengers Initiative, but it isn't until they get Selvig that okay, now we have someone smart enough to actually start weaponizing this yeah. again, the same way that Hydra was yeah. trying to do back I, in the forties. So, <laughs> so in that sense, it it, it 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 does work in the timeline to think I they've had. I won't let the six years of them just not caring where the Tesseract it went. Like, I won't let that go. <laughs> okay, now that I, I'm with you on that one like, because I'm thinking, okay, just, Lawson dies for six years. Yeah, yeah. Then again, maybe they were just like Lawson had it somewhere, and we can't. I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah, that one's sketchy. But the fact that someone came around snooping, looking for her, you saw how they reacted. Yeah, that yeah. they immediately detained ah. them. So. Eh, again, a little <laughs> suspension of belief, but you know, I, I think it worked well enough. Yep. Well, and I'm also curious. All the notes that Lawson had on the Tesseract wasn't Cree, so I wonder. Like, I mean, obviously, Fury can't read Cree, 
he called her insane when he saw her notes. So I'm almost wondering if like her notes that were about the Tesseract had more information that they could have put to use had they been able to read Cree. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, very true. This is also a good source for uh, some uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. lore, too. Like, maybe this is where they got the Kree body for the uh, the Tahiti project in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to bring back Coulson. Yeah, very true. Oh. Very they, true. Kinda, they, they do hit on, like, Kree blood does give some sort of uh, healing power here. And they, uh, very little. And you see it more in, like, they didn't do the scene in the movie, but in the previews, you see that little like moment of like the blood go like Cree blood going into her veins. And we learn more about it in the movie that it's actually Jan Rog's blood yeah. going into her. Uh, but yeah, that's nice continuity, like continuous plot from agents of shield that we agents of shields, like the redheaded stepchild of the MCU. <laughs> right. Like poor, poor Colson like stuck over there for so long. Um, but this is nice that it like hits on both of them. Yeah. Well, speaking of Jan Rog, I mean, let's talk about that character because you know I think when many of us saw the previews, we thought he was going to be kind of the good, one of the good guys and kind of with Cap, you know, with uh, Carol. But then in the end, of course, we get the big twist that he has kind of been the villain all along. Uh, what do you guys think of just his character? I think it, him kind of being the villain in this. You know, do we think we have do we have a villain problem in this movie or no? <laughs> Yeah, you you know, I guess if there is something about the movie that, that you could nitpick on, I, I feel like there really wasn't a villain. I mean, if anything, is the villain the supreme intelligence? I, I would yeah, say, I mean, the Korean young, general, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he he was never re- truly a threat to Carol, which I, I actually think was kind <laughs> of like the anyone point is, at, really. at, at the Yeah, what was kind of the point at the end. She never truly had a threat other than that the fact that they were manipulating her. Because obviously, when it came to to the end, I mean, he was running. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't trying to fight her, and he so much so that she. I mean, look, she, he's going to confront her again in the sequel. That's obviously been set up, but the fact that she sent him back to go give the message to to all the Cree that she's coming, I thought was kind of significant. I mean, I like Jude Law. I think he's a great actor. I I, I thought he played the role fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you said, it's there was never truly a threat to her in if this that movie was a phase all. one movie they would have killed him off <laughs> oh, 100 percent, 100 so i'm glad he's still alive and yep. that he could possibly be in a sequel yeah, yeah and i mean this is very much an origin story so a lot of times it seems like a lot of the marvel origin story movies kind of have that villain problem because they have to spend so much time building up the character and letting you get to know the character and i mean by the end of this movie i mean the way that she did the final like 15 minutes of this movie are just awesome. The way that she is. I mean, you see her fully come into her own. I mean, we see her very powerful in the beginning, but the way they build that up. So it's like no matter what villain they threw at her, I mean, there's nothing that was going to go toe to toe with her in this film at this point. So I think in the end, the villain was going to be an issue regardless, um, no matter who they kind of threw in there, unless they threw Thanos in there. Like that was probably the <laughs> only one that could have possibly went toe to toe to her at this point. Uh, in the movie, uh, let's talk about. Uh, I mean, I mean, even uh, Ben Mendelsohn. I mean, I thought the whole time uh, he was going to be the he villain. Stole the movie. Man, he yeah. is just fantastic, right? <laughs> um, but wow, I mean, just great portrayal. Both when he was in his, you know, human form, when he was uh, what, what was the um, was it Talos? Was that the yeah. um, the scroll name? Um, that he, I mean, it was just just fantastic uh, portrayal. And then, you know, when he when you think he's the villain, of course, he's very just you know villainous, if you want to say. Um, but I love him as an actor and, and I think he's great. And I mean, the best part is, I mean, is he going to be around a little bit longer in some of these other movies you think or no? Yeah, maybe. I hope so. I yeah, feel like have... he was, uh, I even liked how he was giving himself like compliments to a certain point where when he was in his, uh, scroll form, he was like, Oh, I wish I could have stayed your boss. I would have loved to have those baby blue eyes forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, is well, he complimenting which, himself? We talked about the comedy. This movie was a very funny movie. I think, you yeah. know, I, I was, I mean that they've been kind of doing that across all their movies lately, but I mean, I thought it was great. I thought there was a lot of just funny, funny moments throughout it. And a lot of that was Brie Larson and just her portrayal as Captain Marvel. There were a lot of just funny moments where she was funny yeah, and quirky. Just tiny little moments. Like when she like screams at the scroll. <gasps> 
I like that. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she finally gets like the those uh, things off her hands, and she's like, like, oh yeah, like she's yeah. got like this like genuine joy on her face that she can have fun again, like with her powers, which is just like, I feel like that's the embodiment of Carol Danvers, like her just enjoying being in that like, oh, I'm just overpowered, I can do whatever that, whatever I want. So, um, the, going back to Ben Mendelsohn though. The little note about him is that he used his natural like Australian accent as his Talos form. And then he did his fake accent for like when he was in the like the the shield agent form. And Mm. like you could tell the two like his like how he naturally talks is how he is as Talos, which is 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 so great. And just, you know, speaks volumes of how he is as like an actor. Oh, yeah, he he was great. I mean, he, he completely stole the movie, in my opinion. I, I do have to say, though, you're talking about the comedy and everything. Probably my favorite scene in the entire movie was was Carol and Nick Fury at the diner. Oh, yeah. Sitting across, <laughs> basically talking about how to how to tell if you're a scroll and going the, the back and forth that they had. I thought that whole scene was really great. And, you know, Sam Jackson's given all his exposition at the end. Carol's like, well, I'm not a scroll. And just, pew, and Boom. he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How the hell do I know you can't do that? You know, you know, that, that and she really just good. goes, scrolls can't do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, what else? Let's talk about Goose. What do you guys think about Goose? And actually, Kelly, you, I mean, reading the comics. Goose is in the comics, right? Yeah, but his name is Chewy. In the uh, comics, what do you which there were some people actually, and you brought up being a Star Wars fan. Did you know Carol Danvers is like a huge Star Wars fan? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, she that's is. Awesome. So that's why, like, in the comics, her cat's name is Chewie, but oh, I'm sure there's awesome. some like. I mean, it's legal... still Disney. I don't. I I think maybe they just wanted to hit on the, like, uh, well, Carol doesn't name Goose. Goose. Yeah. In the movie, Marvel names Goose in the movie, so. I guess that makes sense that she's like, oh, she's a fighter. Like, that's the time. You know, who, anyway. But well, my, you I, know, my wife if, made the connection. That's like a Top Gun reference. It is yeah. Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. So maybe if she was in charge of naming Goose, it would be, maybe it would yeah. be Chewy. But, and like, yeah. it makes sense with the name change. Like, I don't know now that like Disney owns everything, if it would be a little <laughs> too meta to like have yeah. like a character's pet named after one of their other their franchises. But, but, it does but as we did detail when we did the Winter Soldier, Star Wars does exist it does in the MCU. does exist, yeah. <laughs> so they could have done it. Cap, Cap has the list. And yep. he, oh, he that's right. It's the only thing crossed off on his list. He's watched Star Wars. I'm sure he's a big fan. I was looking for a, a little, like, Star Wars hint in, like, some, some of Carol's things. Like, especially when... Um, they brought out the box of all the pictures and the mementos yeah. that were all Carol's and they were trying to jog her memory. I thought for sure there was going to be a little like Star Wars something, <laughs> but there wasn't. So what do you guys think of this uh, just being a 90s timepiece? I mean, that was one thing that really we knew was going to be in the 90s. And a lot of people I know kind of leading up to it in some of the previews are saying, oh, yeah, it's very 90s, very 90s. I was kind of blown away just at how 90s this Super movie 90s. was. And, and yeah. for people I that didn't grow up in that time, time, yeah, there's probably a lot that you're going to you know miss. But like the one scene, you know, when they put the CD in the computer and they're sitting there. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, no, we got to wait. We just got to wait. And the bar's going across. Or, I mean, even, you know, the one scene she's at the, the phone booth and you see the Smashing Pumpkins posters behind her. I mean, all that was just so cool how this really is almost like the first 90s movie to come out I think in this age I remember when the wedding singer came out and people were like wow we're making movies now about the 80s and it's like okay now we're making movies about the 90s and we're gonna start seeing that like it was just really neat I think that they they were able to do that yeah, you bring up the internet scene, and it was so funny because you know my my son, um, he, he went to the movie with us, and uh, he was like, "Is that real?" I go, "Yeah, son, that's real. That's yeah. how it, it was." And it's like, in Alta Vista. He, yeah, he he didn't grow up. He grew up in a world with just fast internet and all that. He doesn't realize the know. struggles that we had in the nineties. You know, yep. yeah, everyone oh, typed like that too. Yeah, like the very individual. All right, here we go, and it's like. Look. <laughs> It's awesome. What do you think of the soundtrack too for the movie and blending in all the nineties music? I was just gonna oh, say that. Like I feel the soundtracks are always great in the MCU, but I was so happy to get away from like the seventies rock. 
you know, seventy eighties yeah. rock. Yeah, like seventies Iron 80s Man. Rock, you know? Iron Man has it, and oh, obviously like if Guardians. I hear, like one more ACDC song, I'm gonna throw myself off a bridge. <laughs> so I was like excited to hear some like No Doubt and that sort of thing. I thought it was yeah. really fun. Yeah. She was wearing a heart shirt at one point. She was wearing a heart shirt. Yep. When you saw her doing her uh, karaoke, she was had the what the Guns N' Roses shirt on. I think. That yeah, was, man. Uh, her wardrobe was good. I would wear yeah, it. She was rocking. You know? <laughs> um, what else? Do we, you know what I I do want to talk about, and we I actually kind of wanted to talk about this at the very top. Let's talk about the very top of this movie. Yeah. And we're yeah. gonna kind of. I mean, it's kind of stepping away from Captain Marvel for a second, but the Marvel Studios role that rolls mm. in the beginning of every movie. I had no clue that was coming up. And guys, I literally had tears in my eyes. Like I didn't expect it. And I didn't even expect to even literally have tears in my eyes when that thing <laughs> rolled. What just a great classy move by them to put yeah. the Marvel Studios role with multiple scenes from Stan from the movies, from press events, from just other shots of him. And then to just give a big thank you. Like totally blew me away. And my whole theater, just everybody just cheered in the theater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. Yep, same. Unanimous. There's oh, a, there's like, to think about it on a like a like very big scale is the fact that like this one man was responsible for thousands of jobs. Like yeah. in current, like he yep. may have passed, but like right now in this movie, thousands of people had a job because of something he started years and years and years ago, and that's like the classiest move they could do at this point. It's just like, all right, we're going to completely dedicate as much of this to him as we can yep. while we have it. So. Yeah. Yep. And like right at the top, that could have been an end of the movie thing, right, but yeah. they did it like right out the right gate. Right at the top. Like we just watched it in the spider verse this weekend again, which fun. I mean, phenomenal <laughs> movie. I mean, I've seen oh, it yeah. now probably like mm-hmm. four or five times, but the, at the very end of that, <laughs> now it says, you know, thank you, Stan uh, at the end of the movie. Um, but I think by this movie, putting it right at the top was just awesome. But then even his scene, which I don't know if you guys are big Kevin Smith fans. I listen to his podcast oh, yeah. religiously, Smodcast and then uh, Fat Man Beyond. When Stan passed away, he did like a, <clears throat> a three hour, it's like two and a half, three hour episode about him and Stan. And when he wrote Mallrats, he wrote a character in it, which Stan ended up playing in the movie. But when they were filming it and they were looking for someone to play the role, the guy, um, one of the producers asked him, like, well, who who is this character? And he's like, well, he's kind of like a Stan Lee character. And he's like, well, why don't we call Stan Lee? And he's like, Stan Lee wouldn't want to do my movie. And he's like, no, let's do it. So he called Stan and Stan, sure enough, came out. And then from then on, they were just like great, great friends. But when you listen to that podcast, you can just tell. Did just, you see the photo? Well, well, hold up, hold on. So you hear just what great friends they are. So yeah, so like I go into this movie knowing that what a huge, you know, Kevin Smith, uh, Stan Lee friendship, what their friendship was like. And when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, like does Kevin know that this was out there? And then yeah, you get out and he put up on Instagram. He had no clue that they were going to have the scene of Stan in the movie reading Mallrats, repeating the line from that movie. That is just incredible. And the fact that he is now, Kevin Smith's essentially part of the MCU and did you see in yeah. his in his tweet he asked like did I survive like, the snap? <laughs> how, I mean, how cool is that that they just they embraced? We went all in on that so, one. We yeah. just went all in on it. Like, kudos to Marvel Studios for what they did um, with everything for Stan in this movie. It, and I I think they said they have like either two or three more scenes he's gonna be in. So I, there's definitely gonna be one in Endgame, and there may even be another yeah. one at some point. Uh, yeah, it would Spider-Man. be fitting. It would Spider-Man, be fitting yeah, that go. Spider-Man would be the last yeah, yeah, of course. Stanley yeah. Cameron. So yeah, two more. Yep. Uh, what else? What do we want to talk about? Where, where now? I mean, we can talk about the, the uh, mid-credits. Oh, go ahead, Paris. We got we, we to talk about how Nick Fury lost his eye. I'm of two minds of it. I'm of when I first saw it, I was disappointed because I remember it was a joke that I was saying. I was like, watch it just be the cat, right? And then sure enough, it was. It's the cat. And I'm like, oh, man. But if you if you take it in this context, because I'm a nerd, so I have to overthink these things. When he tells Cap that in The Winter Soldier, the last time I trust someone, I lost an eye. He is literally telling you right there, he trusts nobody yeah. at all. That the it was a just flipping a cat. cat, just a cat. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and when you take it in that context, that really embodies the Nick Fury character that we know. He is the spy. He is the ultimate person of information and keeping secrets because he doesn't trust anybody. 
you yeah. know? So, yeah, in, in that sense, the nerd in me was like, okay, I, I can deal with that. That's all right. I like that. <laughs> well, and also in the one scene, he says, he's like, I'm trusting you to not eat me. Yep. And he yep. literally says in the movie that he <laughs> yeah. trusts this cat. Yeah. And the cat didn't eat him, but he did scratch his eye out. Yep. But I feel like I read, you know, so many people were pissed about that, about the cat scratching his eye out and that being like, what happened to Nick Fury's eye? And I understand that. I actually can 100% see where those people are coming from. It's such a big part of the MCU is that, like, we don't know how. Well, like, if you just pay attention to the MCU, you don't know how he lost his eye. But I think in the comics, he lost his eye in, like, a battle, right? Or, like, a fight or something like that, which is, like, this big heavy thing. And so much in the MCU is so heavy. Like, Mm -hmm. even a scene from Infinity War that's this really funny interaction between, like, Star-Lord and Thor, where they're they're discussing how, like, messed up their families are. Like, if you listen to what they're saying, it's so messed up. It's messed up, yeah. It's messed up. And so much stuff is really heavy and really dark, a lot of parents stuff. So, yeah, like, let this one big thing be funny just let it be funny it doesn't need to be a huge thing there's a a really great reddit thread today about that about like fury's eye and i read a little bit into it and it was basically the reason he kept it as just an eye patch is that he would be like in case of like a scroll invasion or something where the per like someone that could sim him would not know whether or not underneath his eye patch is oh, a normal point. eye. Oh. Yeah, there and you it go. keeps a lot of sh- like because he saw Shield get infiltrated and used in those situations, and he could be able to keep a lot of secrets for Shield behind this patch. So it's like really mm-hmm. cool that he was just like, oh, I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna uh, ultimate spy move. I'm gonna keep this just for me. As like a fail safe, just in case nice. we get invaded again. Huh. So I will. Cool. I will yeah. say the pharmacist in me <laughs> sees him and tells me the fact that he loses his eye from a cat scratch. That Shield needs some health insurance. Can we? Can we get yeah. Shield some health insurance, please? Like, what's going on over there? I mean, he got scratched by a cat. We can't clearance. get him some antibiotics. Like, what the hell? Maybe health insurance came at level five. There you go. So now you don't know what's in Flurkin claws. Yeah, that's, that's true. Right. We don't know what kind of bacteria is on that. We don't know where that fuck yeah. has been, right? But here's the biggest question of all, though: Where has Goose been for twenty years? Is he still? Is alive? he is, is he with Fury? Maybe. What's the lifespan of a Flurkin? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but, but we're under the assumption that Nick Fury, it, he he's with Fury, right? He would have yeah. he was taking care of him. Oh, yeah, man. I don't know. There's what a Flurkin. That's how this all ends. Like he just comes yeah. and eats the gauntlet. Gone. Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it all ends. Thought people were raging before they'd be raging there. Uh, let's talk about the mid-credit scene. I mean, that's you know, obviously this is the the big one between the two, and um, we see the pager going a, off. It stops. I have a theory, by there. the way. I have a big theory. Right, what you got? What's I'm the theory? Sorry. No, I'm sorry. Please set it up. No, I'm no, sorry. no. I mean, it, it is what it is, man. I mean, the thing comes up and she says, "Where's Fury?" First thing I saw that I was like, "All right, they're gonna go through this whole fight." After this point, going back and forth, she's going to be unsure whether she can trust the, the Avengers because she doesn't know who they are, right? I mean, she just gets a phone call from mm-hmm. Fury. She goes to the pager. He's not there, and there's all these people who she's never met before. So I have a feeling there's going to be a moment where she's going to be testing them or just coming at them. And what are they going to do in that moment? Is she going to just destroy Avengers headquarters? Now, now to, to, to set the rules on this, because I, I don't want to spoil anything if, if I can help it. So, you know, there was the Disney shareholder meeting yeah. and information listened, came did you, out. Did you read it? I read it. Yeah, I read it. I read yeah. it. So Spoiler I know alert. what So So my theory is based off of what we saw in the mid credits and that. So should I spoil that or should i not say anything okay this is our spoiler cast spoiler alert so go fast forward like two (laughs) minutes if you don't want the spoil spoil that's coming up right here okay so in in the shareholder meeting nebula says she knows where thanos is you know because of obviously you know the years together whatever she knew where he went and then i guess rocket even confirmed it by saying that he that 
Earth, the biggest power surge they'd ever seen on Earth was when he did the snap, and then they saw it happen again shortly after on another planet. So they all get up to go after Thanos, and she makes the claim that, I guess War Machine says what's going to be different this time, and they go, because they have her, let's go kill Thanos, right? I think this happens very early in the movie. I think they do go to try to kill Thanos, and they all get their asses handed to him, big time. And that's really where they completely lose hope because even Captain Marvel is defeated by Thanos early in the movie. And then that set up whatever the events of Endgame is going to be to where they eventually fix everything. But I think that scene happens very early in the movie. And as powerful as she is, she's not she still isn't more powerful than Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. Because let's remember, her power comes from the Tesseract. From he has of, the Tesseract. He has it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. That would, I mean, that would almost kind of follow in line, I guess, to some extent to the actual Infinity Gauntlet books where early on they all attack and that's when like Wolverine's bones and he just like crumbles down into rubber and they all basically just do this big assault on Thanos and they just fail miserably. So I could see that because, I mean, you could argue and say the end of Infinity War was that moment kind of where they all were trying to go after him, but I think they still have to have one big finalist or one big assault again at him and they have to have that failure put their heads together and figure out that just fighting this guy is not the way to be him. You know, exactly. You can't, just, you can't just show up with Captain Marvel and, and rock it and be like, Oh, we're going to, we're doing this. And like, no, you, you need more, more than just that. So I actually really you know. like that idea that like, that happens early because I noticed in the trailer that we've gotten so far for Endgame and that post credit scene is that the, their appearances when, you know, Captain Marvel comes back is different from their appearances in the trailer. So in this end credit scene, Cap still has his long hair. He has his beard. Black Widow has this like short haircut. Mm -hmm. And then we get the trailer and Cap's clean shaven. He got a nice haircut. Yeah. Black Widow's hair's grown out. So there's like time has passed yep. and it's not... They didn't everything's throw not, everything yeah. back out. Yeah, yeah. everything's not okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of where I get everything yeah. from because it's very apparent with the mid credit scene that she shows up pretty much immediately mm -hmm. after Fury is pages her. So it's right after the snap. It, there isn't like this long period of time. So then they obviously assemble like, all right, let's go after Thanos. He was like, no, 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 no. I have the Infinity Gauntlet. You lose again. And then they go scurrying back to Earth, and then time passes. And then, obviously, you know, we don't know where I, Tony Stark is in this. We don't know where Ant-Man is a, in this. None of that. There's a big part of this, especially with uh, trailers, that I just don't trust them anymore. Yeah, and I agree. I agree and that too. there's part of it that's like, oh, they're going to show. They're 100% they're going to show stuff that I will not see in the movie, nor will they be the same. Like Hulk being in Wakanda in the infinity war trailer <laughs> yeah, and it's like running. that never yeah. happened so beards no beards like all of that i'm just like you know grain of salt i'm just like oh is that gonna be the end product i don't think yeah. i don't know i i i don't know and you know I, uh, I like that theory too uh paris because like as much as i like brie larson as captain marvel for me she hasn't earned the right to lead this next phase beyond, right? She has to have her moment. And, and I don't mean that, like, I just mean she has, that character has to have her moment where everybody is like, hell yeah, we're all behind Captain Marvel now moving forward. And I think her being knocked down by Thanos, we have to have a moment where she is, de like, defeated. And all we've seen her doing is just crushing everybody. Nobody stood up to her and been able to knock her down. She needs to be knocked down, and we need to see her rise up so we can cheer for her to come back and then be the the leader that everybody's going to need moving there's, forward past. There's a uh, point Endgame. in Endgame where we're going to have to kind of hard reset a lot of the universe or yeah. the movies going forward are not going to be as good because if everyone, like everyone in the MCU has power creeped to the point where we're at now, where like even Iron Man can put some blood on Thanos <clears throat> And he's got the nano suit and we've got Thor just like destroying everything with storm and almost killing Thanos with with uh, Stormbreaker. 
something's got to reset. And I honestly think the only way it resets is through like addressing like a multiple universe or something of that nature where we go into this other timeline where things are different and we're not as like powered up and you, it, it enables people to bring, you know, it enables them to bring certain characters back and do different timelines and make it so that it is compelling going forward. Because like, I don't want to just see, you know, 10 movies of Captain, like there's going to be, we've talked about like the problem in like winter soldier, where it's like, why isn't Tony here? Yeah. And then going forward, it'll just be like, why isn't Carol in this movie? Like she could just end the movie in five minutes. Yep. So hmm. we got to have some sort of like reset coming up, hopefully. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that makes sense. And I think that the audience is at a point where they would accept it. You know, it seems like if you try to do something like that eight years ago, you know, shortly when the MCU started, people wouldn't be really on board for multiple universes and things like that, where we've, we've seen so much and we've come so far to the point now where we can have the galactic universe and it all just makes sense in one that I think pulling in some sort of multiverse would definitely make sense for the average movie goer. Cause that's the thing. I mean, as, as comic book fans, people are just, yeah, we know there's multiverse, especially if you read DC comics, like it's all about the multiverses. Um, but your general movie goers could potentially have some issues with that. Where I think now everybody that's been invested up to this point. Yes, that would make sense. Like they, they need to kind of go that route. And, and I think introducing Captain Marvel and just kind of this greater, universe now which obviously guardians was there to some extent um or not, i say some extent but guardians introduced that but i think now captain marvel is going to take it just even beyond that um I think so what do you all think been. going forward where we uh we're so close to end game we're only like a month <laughs> and a half away i know man where where are where are we going in this next month we got we got a lot of rewatch ahead of us so oh we do we're gonna do it right <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, I, I'm hoping... One of my biggest things coming up is I'm hoping Ultron is much better on a rewatch simply because of all of the, the post-Ultron stuff that has happened because of it, like Civil War and all that. So it's mm-hmm. like the influence from that specific movie, I want to see it like down the line. Yeah, I haven't watched Ultron in a long time, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Which, is that our next one? I- I forgot Ultron was a movie. No, it is. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Ultron's next. Ultron's next, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And moving forward too, for everybody, we're going to be doing two episodes a week now, moving forward, and that'll get us up to Endgame. So we'll be right there. Yep. Right at Endgame. Right there. Um, any other final thoughts? I think just on Captain Marvel, in general. Oh, actually, here's a question. I mean, we we don't normally rank all our movies. In terms of, you know, number one, number five. But I want to kind of throw this, not necessarily the number ranking, but is it top 10? Is it top 15? Like, where is it for everybody, do you think? Or is it too early to even judge that? It's too early, but I would say just top of mind. I'm going to put it in in my top 15. I feel like it's in the middle of the pack as far as MCU movies for me anyways. I mean, and and look, it's MCU. That's not a bad thing. Say it's in the middle, but I would say in the middle. What about you? I would say, well, like I'm obviously going to say like top three, but that's just because I'm a Captain Marvel fan, right, and I course. feel like they did her yep. justice. So, what about you, Swain? Uh, for me, I'm also a pretty big Captain Marvel fan. Uh, I would say at this moment, top five for sure. Wow. Uh, it's it's not necessarily like it's it's on the cusp if it's not. Um, definitely top definitely top 10 and i i think that's mostly because it helps get us to the next phase and that's how i am right now yeah i'm gonna put it probably 10 or 11 so it's somewhere around there and i think really a lot of it was just because this is just a fun movie i don't know like overall it was just a fun movie to watch you know to see like I said, we've never really seen a character like this in the MCU. You know, you see, you can watch a DC movie and see Superman flying all over the place, shooting lasers out of his eyeballs and all that. But to see a character in the MCU doing something like this was just fantastic to see. I love the setting. Like I said, it was funny. It was just a fun movie overall. So I think for me, that's why it's right there at 10 probably, is I think where I would probably put it uh, overall. So It was a great introduction to Carol Danvers yep. and... I'm very happy that we'll get 
much more. Yeah. I mean, we got to get it. I would guess. I mean, I want to say I saw an interview with her and she was talking more about her filming movies with Sam Jackson. And I think she said they've already filmed three together. Now, when she said that, I don't know if she meant her as Captain Marvel and him as Nick Fury. But then she said we have three more movies planned. So my guess is we're probably getting at least two more because I could see them doing the whole scroll Cree war as two movies kind of by them, you know, kind of set up like that. Do one big one, maybe some sort of Avengers or something in between, and then do a third one to kind of wrap it up. Um, and, and honestly, maybe they won't even do an Avengers because really you could fill up. We got how many years from now until or from this time frame to infinity or is it 20 years? I mean, what is she doing off in the in the in the galaxy? There's so many yeah. things, so many avenues they could go down. Um, it's great. I don't know. They could even go way more into her backstory because she's such a, not to be like, she's such a complex character, but she (laughs) is because she essentially has two lives. Yeah. So I, and I also think like the first movie is never the best one. No, it's not. With the exception of like guardians of the galaxy, because the first one was way better than the second one. But it just makes me that much more excited because the first one's never the best one. So if we do get two more Captain Marvels, I think they're only going to get better. At least one of them will be better than the first. And there's just so much history with her that I feel like we could have two more origin stories just based off, you know, her time in the air force, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So, so, one one final question for me on on, the, on this when we think about Captain Marvel, obviously it's very apparent we're going to get a movie that fills in the gap of those twenty years. We're going to see Ronan again, all that stuff, right? But like you just said, we're going to get some form of a trilogy from Captain Marvel. Does that entire trilogy happen before mm-hmm. you know the events of of Avengers Endgame, or do they do one? All right, let's let's tell what happened with the scrolls in between the 20 years. And then do we get a quote unquote modern day Captain Marvel movie mm. as well? I think what do you we think? get both pairs, honestly. Like they could easily do the two more scroll Cree war, which then would make sense as to the whole peace treaty with with uh, Ronin and all that and Guardians. And then you get you could get them beyond Infinity War events, you know, whatever happens after that. I mean, here's another question. Where do you think? I mean, I know we haven't seen Endgame yet, so we don't know, you know, how it's all gonna end. What's next? Like, what do you think they're going to do now? Like, do they, you know, everybody, like I said, thought Secret Invasion was going to be the big deal. We don't know. Maybe the Skrulls at this point, 20 years down the line, maybe they do become the bad guys and, you know, Bill Mendelsohn or Ben Mendelsohn will be the bad guy, you know, and that's kind of, that, that'll be moving forward. Or is it now that we know contract-wise, Fantastic Four can be a possibility? Do we bring in Galactus? Do we bring in Silver Surfer? Do we start bringing that you, in? You have to. And that's I think you, you start to. having Captain Marvel out and introducing all of that, you know, all that that's out I there. think the short-term villain will be Doom. And Dr. Then, Doom. Dr. Doom. And and I will pass out when that happens. You, and, you have no idea how much and I that It'll be Dr. Doom, <laughs> and, like, you'll be able to tie in Black Panther into that as well, and you'll be able to tie in, like, other parts of the MCU pretty, pretty easily. Yes. And then the, you have the turn of doom, like helping to take down a big, bigger threat, like Galactus down the line. Um, But I think that's tech. That's probably the direction we go. And like going back a little bit, like I think Captain Marvel will be very similar to Dr. Strange as soon as you put her in a movie with other superheroes, she is going to be like the showstopper, like the scene stealer, like kind of how Dr. Strange was in infinity war. Like he was super funny. He had like some of the coolest moments in yep. infinity war and he knew so much more, more than everyone else. He was overpowered. Like it was, it was, he was really great in that setting. And I think that'll only make both of their movie, like second movies even better. Hmm. All right. Any final thoughts? I mean, I know we just kind of gave some final thoughts there, but anything else you guys want to throw out here about Captain Marvel? One final thing, and it yep. goes back to the to the mid credit scene. How freaking eerie was that music? And then you see the counter of just that was like almost three and a half billion yeah. people missing. It's like, oh, dude, Thanos did it. He really did it, didn't he? Wow. It's just, <laughs> oh, it was so creepy seeing that. 
Just love uh, that scene. Can't wait for Endgame, man. Yeah. Cannot wait. Well, well, Kelly, thank you for coming on. My pleasure. Awesome. We got to have you back for for uh, more episodes. I think definitely. Any, any, what's your next uh, <laughs> looking forward to the rest of the uh, MCU what's your favorite movie coming up I mean Endgame Endgame yeah. <laughs> for sure like 100% yeah. awesome. I can't wait well no I'm saying of the ones that are already out moving forward oh, like already yeah. out I thought you meant coming yeah, so up after, so we're going to Age of Ultron moving forward like what is your favorite out of all of those you, you will be rewatching some of these with me true true so what do we have coming up is Ragnarok in there yeah. Ragnarok is. Yeah. Ragnarok, I mean, we've, for sure. we've watched Ragnarok probably at least. Ragnarok is one of those times. movies that I'm like, I just need something on the TV. Just to Ragnarok. put it on. <laughs> yeah, 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 all the time. Awesome. It's so so wonderful. That nice. one is good. Uh, the uh, Spider Man is really good. That's a ni- mm-hmm. a nice one coming up. Spider Man is just like cute. Like I really enjoy Spider Man, but he's definitely not a favorite. Right. Like Thor well. Ragnarok. 110 <laughs> percent nice <laughs> number one <laughs> awesome all right everybody well thank you here for tuning in next episode like we said will be avengers age of ultron so be sure to look for that next week this week this was going to be the only episode this week uh but we will be back next week with that and of course we have a great back catalog of episodes too so if you want to catch up and you're not there yet but you wanted to just hear the spoiler cast go back and listen to a bunch of our old episodes and catch up here and uh tour through the mcu with us as we make our way to avengers endgame so with that everybody thank you here for tuning in however you're tuning in whether it's through your podcast service of choice itunes or whatever service thank you so much and with that we'll catch you guys next episode later Bye.